What is going on, guys, since the Sandbox is back? And we're kicking it differently today. We're going to cover a couple of different topics today. Our first topic is going to be, will more players bounce out of the NFL due to the coronavirus after we saw Laurent Duvernay, Tardif, uh, the guard from the Chiefs, kind of take that approach? Uh, we're going to talk Patrick Mahomes' contract, Jamal Adams' trade, and hard knocks. What do we expect there? But before we get into any serious talking, Everybody, go and check out our Instagram and our Facebook for our new merch. We have t-shirts. We have limited crew necks just for the host exclusively, and we're going to do a couple of giveaways with those. But, you know, we're really trying to grow and become a better podcast as a whole. So if you guys could donate anything, go to our website to make a donation or follow our PayPal link to send us a donation. Anything and everything is appreciated, guys, and it's just for the better of the podcast. But Kevin Lou, what's going on, guys? Yeah, we are how, back. How we doing? All right, guys. So for our first topic, let's hop in with, with the Patrick Mahomes contract because we're a couple weeks after that and every everyone kind of digested it and what it's going to look like going forward. We know the final numbers. Uh, Lou, I'm going to ask you first. When you see a 10-year contract like that, do you think it, it's a trend going forward for maybe the NFL to do long-term contracts like that? And what do you think about the, the financial compensation on it? I don't think, Steve, that it'll be a trend just because we've seen that injuries really do hamper long contracts. I, th- I think they might give them out, Steve, to a very few guys like Mahomes. Like, like We have to do understand like this is like a special, special case. Like This is like Peyton when he got his first big contract. You know what I mean? And if Brady didn't take those pay cuts, it's kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? But I don't think we'll see anything like this for a little bit or even this, this spectacular. I think it's a great contract for both sides. They had to get it done at this time. Um, but I don't think he finishes it. He's going to opt out at some point and get even more money. Yeah, I mean, he, he really probably could. And as far as those options and stuff, we'll have to play it out. And I think we'll also have to see where, where the NFL and the, the CBA, the NFLPA, all trend to go um, as far as contracts. I know there have been talks about players wanting – more compensation than just a set salary cap because these owners in the NFL are, are really taking in millions in, in dollars in revenue while, while these players are risking their lives and, and just taking in like a, a third or even less of that. But, but Kev, what do you have to say about the Patrick Mahomes contract? Are you highly against it? Do you think that maybe a quarterback like Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson could be next to get their payday like this? I'm kind of 50-50 on this. I kind of agree with Lou. I think, obviously, when it comes to a guy like Pat Mahomes, then the contract's a little bit more understandable. But at the same time, it's like, you know, especially for football, 10 years is a long time, like Lou said. I mean, especially when you're dealing with injuries and stuff like that. But the one thing I'm concerned the most about this contract is kind of what you mentioned in the beginning. And it's kind of if other guys kind of see this and then – want that type of contract because like we said Pat Mahomes is obviously probably the best if if not the best one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he's pretty much a generational talent so giving a contract like this to a guy like that you know is still we can't say at this point but at least it's understandable you know what I mean so I just hope a lot of guys that don't necessarily deserve the contract come out and kind of start demanding these contracts because then that would become a problem but I think when it comes to Mahomes specifically I don't mind it I mean 
like Lou said, uh, injuries and stuff, I, I think as long as he's healthy, granted he stays too, I think the contract would definitely be worth it on both ends, both for the Chief and Mahomes. But like I said, I hope this doesn't become a trending thing where quarterbacks or running backs and stuff like that are asking for this kind of money and these kind of extensions. Because realistically, if we got, you know, handfuls of guys throughout the league asking for these kind of contracts, then we're going to run into problems. But again, like specific guys like Patrick Mahomes, like Peyton Manning's, like Tom Brady's, those are guys you give these contracts to you know what I mean no I I definitely feel you and I think there could definitely be some exceptions down the line for players that get more of a long-term deal like we saw uh Zeke's deal was for a, a long period of time a guy like Mahomes and these are like you know clear and sure franchise players that you absolutely want to keep around and as they should you know Patrick Mahomes the success he's had in just two years as a starter and the scary thing was just halfway through last year is when he really started picking up and reading defenses so that's scary for where it's going to go in the future but I also have to say I don't think the salary is too crazy when you know uh guys like Ryan Tannehill are cashing in for 32 million dollars a year for for an average um because just think over the course of 10 years if if the market goes up a couple two three million, like say say the next contract, say Dak wants a, a long term contract next year, he's shooting for thirty five million. We already heard that in these talks now. So after thirty five million gets hit, it's going to go for forty, and then it's going to go for forty five, and then the company that's going to be with, with Mahomes, then he could still have the opportunity to be a lot better than, and, and that's before he can even seriously get in his prime. So obviously depends on health and how long the Chiefs really can stay as top contenders in the AFC. But I definitely think it, it was beneficial for both sides. It gives Andy Reid his quarterback for the future. But to stay with the Chiefs, guys, what do you think about Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, the guard for the Chiefs, just won the Super Bowl, also is a doctor and is taking the approach of sitting the season out due to the coronavirus. One of you guys want to jump in and, and let us know if you think more players will back out due to the corona. No, I, I don't think they will. I think this, again, a rare case because he did this right before they all agreed to the rules and safety regulations that the NFL uh, has just come up with. You know what I mean? The Players Union agreed on it led by Mahomes, Wilson, Brady. I don't think so. I, I think this, this guy's a doctor. He has millions of dollars in his pocket already. I just think that he doesn't have to do that. And I think he would prefer to try to help people in this situation, whether that's genuine or just for a headline. You know what I mean? I, I just think this is a rare case. I don't think we'll see people opting out, uh, especially since NFL contracts aren't guaranteed like that at every position. I mean, there's going to be guys who are third string safeties making 500,000 who are like, I can't miss out. You know what I mean? I, I can't get, I can't get sick or I can't sit out and not get this money. So I don't think we'll see it a lot. I think this is a really rare case. Like, I don't think there's any other doctors in the NFL. So he did specifically say, if I'm going to take a risk, it's going to be for my patients and not for a game. So, I mean, good, to, good for him. He's a doctor. I mean, he's doing what he feels right, but I don't think it'll be a trend. No, fair enough. And I definitely think that the players that, that are still trying to, you know, fight for their spot and make football their full career are, are definitely the people that, that are still going to put to go into the NFL uh, with, with all of this stuff going on. Um, and this is someone that's just coming off of a Super Bowl, too. So keep that in mind. Uh, he, he was a top pick. So I, I'm sure, like we said, he's been financially structured for, for a little bit now. 
But, but Kev, what do you think? Do you think that there could be a lot more veteran players that have already made their money um, that could follow this approach? Or do you think that most of the NFL will come back and maybe we'll only hear this a couple of times? Yeah, I don't want to say, you know, a lot of players. I mean, I definitely don't – I'm not under any assumption that he'll be the only one. But I think maybe throughout the league, maybe a handful of players, if that, will do it. Because I think at the end of the day, like, you know, with all this going on, but at the end of the day, these guys just want to play football. You know what I mean? Some of them, like, that's literally why they're there. I mean, obviously the money's good and stuff too, but some of them just literally want to go out and just compete and play football. You know what I mean? Especially where all this has been going on and there's been speculation about, is there going to be a season? Isn't there going to be a season? You know what I mean? I think these guys just want to kind of get over this little hump and just start playing again. You know what I mean? I def get you. And we'll have to watch and, and see if there really is going to be a second wave as there is rumored to be going forward. And hopefully that there, there'll be a vaccine soon. So we no longer have to worry about this, but enough of Corona talk. I'm sure everyone's over it. Let's get to some more uh, recent news. And we all saw the big news this week. Jamal Adams finally got his divorce from the Jets. This was a long time coming. We saw, we know that the bad relationship that was happening there. But, you know, Seattle was a team that I really was not expecting to make a move like this. But I'm greatly in favor of it because we all know how good Seattle was when they had their defense solidified. And obviously they're a lot younger on that side of the ball now. But I think that with this trade, it gives the Seahawks a top five player on offense in Russell Wilson and a top five player on defense, in my opinion, in Jamal Adams. I personally think he's the best safety in the league. I mean, whether it's interceptions, coverage, even getting after the quarterback, he could do it like that. A absolutely sure tackler. Um, I know that there was a hefty compensation to first and a third round pick included with Jamal Adams was a fourth round pick. But the Jets really never hit on their pick. So when you have a guy like Jamal Adams that was a surefire hit, those are the guys that I want to see you start to build your franchise around and make sure that you walk up. So I'm not confident that the Jets can turn around and make a successful move for themselves, but I could be wrong. But what do you guys think about the trade? Yeah, Steve, I agree with you and disagree in some ways because just looking at it from the outside, Jamal Adams had absolutely zero leverage, like 0.0 leverage. So I think for the Jets, it's a huge win in a way like he didn't want to be there. He had no leverage and you would just had to hear him pout the whole season. Comes out, rips Adam Gase extremely bad. There was a horrible look for Gase and for him. But then for Seattle to give two first round picks and uh, a third. I mean, again, I, I think they gave up a ton. I think he's close to worth that. I just don't think it was the right situation to throw all that at him. Because I don't think there was many people, Steve, pitching great offers like that at them at this time because they know he has no leverage and the Jets weren't in a rush to trade him. But, Steve, Seattle was already a contender. I agree with you. Russell Wilson, top five player on offense. Jamal Adams, arguably top five on defense. Top 10, no doubt. Uh, and it's great for Seattle. I mean, it worked out for both ways. I mean, it, but there is a silver lining because the Jets suck at drafting, like you said. But if you're in their spot, dude didn't want to be here. We don't want to pay him. And we got two first-round picks and a third out of it and got rid of a headache, I think they both win. But, but Seattle's an absolute machine. No, Lou, I, I def feel that, honestly. And I think that that's a good point because everyone knew that Jamal Adams really wanted out of New York. So the fact that he vocally and publicly was making that known and the Jets were still able to get two first, I mean, that, that's kind of good to have on the patience on their side. But like I said, we'll, we'll see with those picks. But but, Kev, how do you feel as far as the trade? Do you think it was too much compensation? How do you feel about Jamal Adams on Seattle? Oh, and I must add, Kev, before you go, 
I think that this also gets rid of the chances of Jadavion Clowney signing there. I agree. I honestly agree with both you guys. I think, you know, Lou kind of hit the nail on the head because at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, the guy just didn't want to be there. And at the end of the day, no matter how talented someone is, if they don't want to be on a team, you're not going to get them to perform at the level that they're supposed to perform at. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? That's one of the biggest factors, you know, in sports is if the guy likes where he's playing. And obviously Adams didn't. And at the end of the day, I think the Jets went out and got the most they could for him. But I also agree with you, Steve, because at the end of the day, the Jets, I mean, even Lou said it too, the Jets just aren't a good organization. They're not good at drafting. I mean, you could have gave the Jets the number one overall pick and they would have still found a way to mess it up. You know what I mean? They're just one of those teams. But I mean, I think, I honestly do think it worked out for both teams though, because like we were saying, he didn't want to be in New York. So New York got the picks. Now, if they mess it up, that's on them. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, Adams is in Seattle. Seattle's known for being a predominantly defensive team. I know they got an up-and-coming offense, but even throughout their Super Bowl runs, they were always, you know, heavy, heavily reliant on defense. So I think he'll fit in the system there. I think that's going to be somewhere he's actually going to want to play. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's really all you can ask for is the guy lands where he wants. The team gets pretty much the best they can for him. And they both just got to go their separate ways and, and figure out how to make the best of the situation. Yeah. And, and one more thing. I think Jamal Adams is really, really lucky because, I mean, I think a lot of NFL teams stood clear of him, especially after those comments, because like there was no need to say those things at this time. It's like, dude, there's so many more important priorities than you ripping Adam Gase and making a big situation that like, oh my God, I'm only in New York playing football. Like I haven't gotten a great contract extension yet. Like he sounded like, like a whiny, like a whiny NFL superstar. I mean, it, it happens. You know what I mean? There are head cases everywhere. T.O., A.B., et cetera, mostly on the offensive side and the wide receiver position. But um, I think he's so lucky he landed in Seattle. Great culture, and they're used to their players speaking out. You know what I mean? Pete Carroll has no problem with dudes speaking to the media and speaking their mind, even if it is against the team or organization or, or the league in any way. They're okay with that, and I think that's it's going to be a good fit because if he went somewhere like, I don't know, anywhere, say like the Rams or the Bucks, like, you know what I mean? Bruce Arians or um, McVay might not tolerate stuff like that. Fair enough. Lou, I definitely think that Pete Carroll is going to bring out the best in Jamal Adams. You know, he loves his defensive guys like that. But let's shift to Hod Knox, and we know that Hod Knox is usually filmed throughout training camp. And this year, it's actually going to be a little different because we're getting we're getting to see two teams. But on top of training camp and getting to see all that, we're going to see it differently with how the teams have to operate now, in especially in in the new stadium. But let's jump in with the Chargers first. Besides Justin Herbert, uh, Lua Kev. What are you guys uh, most excited to see? Besides, like I said, besides that rookie quarterback, I, I definitely want to see what that defense is going to be like. Honestly, I, I just want to see how Anthony Lynn kind of approaches talking to the players and like the direction of the team. Like, hey, we've got Tyrod. We have Justin Herbert. So like, what are we doing? Like, is Tyrod the guy to start? And is he going to prep the players to have Herbert come in this season? How is he going to talk about it? Is he going to talk like Tyrod's the official leader and he's there to stay for at least a season? Like, what's the game planning? Are they trying to win are they just going to tank and you know what I mean develop the, the young quarterback in Herbert but yeah I, I just think that's um kind of a lackluster team to put in there considering that the biggest personality they've ever had in the charges and Philip Rivers is gone but it will be interesting to see the way Anthony Lynn approaches it especially that people believe he could be on the hot seat so it'll be interesting to see how he handles the whole uh hard knock situation. Kev what, what about a running back like Austin Eckler do you think that you know it, 
in this training camp. He's going to be able to really take the role of a running back one now without Melvin Gordon there. And do you think someone like Keenan Allen will become more of a leader on, on a team that, that's filled with more more of younger guys and he's looked at as the veteran? Yeah, I was actually just going to say, I think the one thing I'm excited the most about this team is obviously their offense. I mean, you guys know me, I'm a big offensive guy, but I mean, as far as Eckler, Steve, I know you were high on him last year <laughs> in fantasy, and, but no, I do think, like you said, especially with Melvin Gordon not around and, and, and that whole drama kind of getting out of town, I, I think he will be able to just kind of have that, like that aura, you know what I mean? Like that RB1 aura. He doesn't have to worry about, oh, if this guy comes back, he's going to take my job. You know what I mean? Like he's going to just be able to step into that role and he did a pretty good job of it last year you know what I mean with the time being that he was RB1 but I think he'll be able to you know step in he's very talented as we saw you know very underrated this far in his career but I think he will be able to kind of step in and take that RB1 role and I think he will be pretty good at it I'm not gonna go out and say he's gonna be a top five running back or anything like that but I think he's gonna do what they need him to do and that's really all you can ask for and as far as Keenan Allen I mean Honestly, I, their wide receivers in general, I, I love them, but I definitely do think if anyone's going to step up out of their wide receiver core, it's obviously going to be Keenan Allen. But even, like, I don't know, I, I just think I'm excited. I'm honestly more excited to watch the Chargers play this year than I am the Rams. I mean, I some people might call me crazy, but I feel like the Rams are just one of those teams every year that go out, have a good roster, and just somehow find a way to underperform. But stop I it. think, <laughs> oh, stop it, Lou. The Rams stink. The Rams are the worst thing to hit this world since since sliced bread, I'm telling you. I will bet you, let's see this, I'll bet you a Santop's pizza that the Rams have at least three more wins than the Chargers. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm more excited to watch the Chargers. Oh, yeah, no, that's like saying you're more excited to watch Salty than Easty High, kid. Come on. Gonna go oh, with the winners. Come on, kid. Blue and gold till I die. <laughs> wow, I can't believe Kev backed away from the bet. <laughs> hey, let's do it, Lou. Let's lock it in, kid. We'll do it on air. The <laughs> Tops Pizza. Lock it in. Chargers have more win in the Rams. Wow, year. it's almost like that's what I was trying to do. Uh, <laughs> and then Steve pressured you into it, which is very nice of you, Steve. I appreciate that. I could use a good pizza. I, think I could take a slice of that, too. <laughs> yeah, when Steve says take a slice, he means half. Only if it has mushrooms on it, though. I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> but I don't either. Anyway, let, let's get back to our hot knocks talk. And let's go to the other LA team. Let's go to the Rams, who... Kev isn't really fond of, but, you know, I think everyone's really forgetting the fact that they have a lot of studs in their team. Aaron Donald's there, Jalen Ramsey's there. We saw Cooper Cup develop into a star in himself, and it's going to be interesting. Lou, I know you're very fond of Cam Akers in the back. Jared Goff is still trying to prove that he's worth his contract extension and what he's getting. But I also think that Sean McVay has a lot to prove, especially when he's going to be in, in the magnifying glass all, all throughout training camp. And the pressure's on him because they're coming. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl, and then last year they, they severely underperformed. I mean, we know the offensive line was depleted, and a lot of teams found out how to scheme for, for a team that just consistently runs crossing routes. Um, but, but I expect Cooper Cup and Robert Woods to eat this year. I think Josh Reynolds will be a, a very good wide receiver three for a lot of you guys that need a backup fantasy receiver. But uh, what says you guys for, for the Rams? Yeah, Steve. So for the Rams, I just want to see how much looser they are in camp and things like that because there's no, oh, we just lost the Super Bowl. Oh, how are you going to bounce back? Oh, wait, Todd Gurley's knee, is he healthy? Is he not healthy? Is he going to play the third downs? Is he going to play first down? When's he going to play? Is he going to play 100%? Is he healthy? Like, that's not there anymore. And now you have the guys 
that they traded for Steve and, and Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? A, a superstar who they want to lock up. And I think they're trended in the right direction. They brought in some young guys. The pressure is off Jared Goff in a way where it's not like, okay, you consistently have to be this great team um, and consistently have to help Todd Gurley put up these big numbers and make McVay look like this great coach. I think they kind of have come into their own, Steve. And like you said, dude, you have Aaron Donald on the defensive end. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, is Wade Phillips still there? Uh, I'm, I don't think so. Okay, I was going to say, he's ancient history. But, um, but no, I think they have a really good core guy, Steve, and I think the pressure is off them as far as – I think the magnifying glass would be on them, Steve, if they have some controversy. But I don't think it's as bad as it was coming off a Super Bowl loss where, like, you were this phenomenal regular season team, guns a-blazing. And now there is kind of more um, peace within them. You know what I mean? Brandon Cooks is gone. They know who their guys are. They have the rookie running back. I think it's all going to be good. And uh, Tyler Higbees, that guy is all class. Hmm. All class and, and going to be a very sleeper fantasy tight end this year. Um, if I can just hint at some fantasy stuff, we've been working behind the scenes on that. But, Lou, just, just a last question on the Rams before I get to Kev. Um, what do you think about, about the signing of uh, uh, Leonard Floyd coming over from the Bears, outside linebacker that's really going to be a, a pass rush threat to go outside of where Aaron Donald um, is coming on, on the inside. How do you think he's going to do that? I think it'll be great, Steve, because like you said, Aaron Donald's always going to get double, triple teamed. And last year they didn't really have – I think that's kind of been the one Achilles heel of the Rams in their past uh, couple seasons. Who, who have really been their linebackers? I mean, who was their best linebacker they've had? Ogletree? Like, seriously. You know what I mean? No disrespect to Ogletree, but – Ago, but but last year he was with the Cowboys. Now he's over with the Bears too. But other than that, no, you're, you're right. Yeah, he's he's their last like known linebacker they've had, and I think Leonard Floyd will do a really good job there and just bring a presence because if you can just loosen up that offensive line and make them spread out just a bit more to give Aaron Donald some room, we're gonna see the Aaron Donald who. Not that he underperformed last year. The numbers weren't as great as they were the year they went to the Super Bowl. But I think they'll be right back because. A guy like that, once he gets help, that's it, all he needs, dude. It's just loosen up that line a little bit, maybe get him in, uh, in a single coverage sometimes where there's only one guy on him, and he's going to steamroll him. No, he definitely will. And, and Lou, I think, I think Aaron Donald is, is solidifying his legacy and just a matter of if, if the Rams can, can still be contenders throughout. But, but Kev, let's, let's go to you. And, and we already know your very clear opinion on the Rams. But do you feel comfortable with, with that three-win bet, Kev? Like, let, let's hear a little more about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, like I said, I mean, I think the Rams have a very, very, very good roster. But like you said, Steve, the thing with them every year is it's a question mark. You know what I mean? Can the Rams go, you know, 13-3, and 14-2? Like, yeah, with the roster they have, they could. But are they going to or are they going to go, you know, 10-6 and six or something like that? You know what I'm saying? And that's just – I feel like that's the story every year. I mean, obviously, they were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But even in the Super Bowl, they underperformed. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest stage you're going to be on but I mean like Lou said now you know the pressure's off that stigma of losing the Super Bowls kind of gone away so maybe they will be able to bounce back but it's going to take me a few weeks to, to to analyze them because as of you know right now it's it's just a big question mark with me with with the Rams but I mean like I said their offense is good their defense is better and getting better at, you know with the with the signings they've been with doing and I don't know I mean I've I've never been high on the Rams, even the year they did make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously they played the Pats, so I wouldn't be high on them anyway. But 
I just, I, I just feel like they're, they're one of those teams that is just a question mark, but that's not to say they can't be really good. Like I said, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and went 13 and three, but I also, like I said, wouldn't be surprised if they came out and went 10 and six. So I think Jared Goff has a lot to prove. Like Lou said, it's going to come down and, and just different factors like that. And that's what I'm going to have to wait and see the first few weeks of the season and see if they can kind of get it figured out over there. Fair enough, but guys, that wraps it up. We are finished talking some football, but we have plenty more coming as we are in the work behind the scenes. But go check out our merchandise on our social media. Make sure to leave that five-star review. Go to our website, sandbox.net. You guys know the deal. Since the Sandbox, we out.